It's the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee, the podcast where we review young adult fiction. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll... You come in with quite the accent. I do, And then it goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee podcast. I am your host, as ever, sexy, sexy Dory Peacock. And sadly... Today, I lack my sweet sidekick, my best gay son. He is ill. He is not with us. He is an ex-committee member. He has ceased to be. No, just kidding. He's alive, but he's not here. So no Timothy Maurice. However, we have a guest. Please welcome, but do not fly, Greg Kite. (laughs) Hello. Glad to be here. Yes. And with that, I have become your father. (laughs) You've become my father? Yeah, because that nice. dad joke. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to have I, you. I don't know. You probably have no idea how excited I am to be here. You're helping me to become, to reach my full potential as a father by being here. Oh, so thank you. it's kind of like you're my father and you're helping me become a father. Oh, you're welcome, son. Yeah. Thank you, dad. Oh, this is such a good moment for us. <laughs> there should be a music sting that's like. Well, before we get into the meat and potatoes, uh, Tim was nice enough to send me some links to this week's YA News. So. Is there is there a theme song for YA News? There's a theme song for YA News. <laughs> we we call this segment "Ya Newsies, Ya Losies." Ya Newsies, Ya Lose. Baby boy with triads. Because because it had to have three layers of dad jokes on top of a reference to Newsies because that's how we roll. Um, so apparently they are doing a remake of High School Musical, but it's not really a remake. It's a, a series that is about the students of East High School here in Salt Lake performing High School Musical, Disney's High School Musical. Like a where are they now for the extras? Uh, no, because the extras are, are my age. Oh. So it would be like, that would be like 30-year-olds having adventures. This is like, I don't know if it's, I looked on the Wikipedia article it made it sound like it was a fiction series. Okay. Like they were making this TV show and everybody that's in it is like people who've been on Disney Channel before. Um, the real news is that they announced the cast this week, which is uh, Joshua Bassett as Ricky. Nice. Olivia Rodrigo as Nini. Shut up. Kate Reinders as Miss Jen. Reinders? And Sophie Wiley as Gina. Those are the only people in it that have Wikipedia pages. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who any of them are, (laughs) but I clicked on one of them and they were in another Disney Channel thing or something. Zach Bassett sounds very familiar to me. Joshua Bassett. Yeah, him too. The brothers. (laughs) Zach and Joshua. (laughs) I think Zach Zach Bassett just sounds like Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures. Are you really into Ghost Adventures? I am so not at all aware of Ghost (laughs) Adventures. Yeah, it's basically the poor man's Ghost Hunters, if you ask me. But But yeah, so they've got a cast. Those of you that are invested in High School Musical coming back and being just wicked meta, that is happening, and it 
it will be interesting to see. Um, another thing happened. Oh, yeah. So the first coming out of a gay character on a Disney show happened this week on Andy Mack. Nice. Yeah. Does your Do your kids watch Andy Mack? My kids do not. Uh-uh. So your kids might be a little older than the I target th- audience. I think they might be. I, this, uh, 14 and 15. Yeah. I think this show is more for like 12, 11 yeah. year olds. But yeah, they, uh, Andy and uh, her friend Cyrus. Uh, I think w- with my kids, just the Disney channels kind of just slipped off their radar. Yeah. So regardless of what Disney channels trying to, where they're trying to like grab their audience from uh-huh. my kids, you know, you have to actually be like flirt with the channel to actually get any, <laughs> get, get sucked in. And they, yeah, I don't think that's on their yeah. well, radar like- right now. I don't know. They, uh, I mean, when they were, it was kind of a Doc McStuffins kind of thing. Yeah. Back. That was, that was more the time frame. When, and I think little? even my, and my impression of the Disney channel is also like, here's our programming for teens, which like 10 year olds love, but teenagers mm-hmm. are too cool for, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a lot of what we wind up watching is things about high school for people who are not yet in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what what's the there's the one show on Disney that's like about the kids of Disney characters. Oh, yeah. It's Do, the Girl Meets World. Is that what it is? The, the child of Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World. No, no, no. This is like there, it's supposed to be like. The children of like Disney character, like Disney movie characters. <gasps> yeah, Descendants. Descendants. Yeah, there we you talked go. about it on the, this podcast a while back. Okay, because I, because like I, I think I was on vacation with maybe my son, uh-huh. and and we were in a hotel room, and like the Disney Channel was just on, and we're like, I guess we're watching this for a little, <laughs> a little while, and it was like, I mean, again, it felt like that was. Like they really wanted teenagers to be into that show, yeah. but that but again, it'd be like eleven and ten and eleven year old girls who would be like like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah. As a mid forties male, it, I found its entertainment value to be just fine. <laughs> yeah. However, I also I didn't I didn't go back looking for it again after we got home. That was a vacation television tuned to its own channel kind yeah. of find that's the kind of thing you watch while like your loved one is asleep and you and it's just on <laughs> it's like exactly. well grandma's taking a nap i guess we'll watch this <laughs> right but that because you don't know how to use the work the remote yeah or, or the, the dish <laughs> tv is just too confusing so this is good enough my, my grandma had all of her she had my uncle program all the presets on the remote mm-hmm. and then she knew that like she had satellite she had every channel but she had her presets programmed to like KUED and KSL so she could watch the local news. Uh, and like that was it. Oh, <laughs> nice. Maybe nice. maybe also QVC because she did love to buy jewelry <laughs> from the TV. But that was another thing we actually had is they're making Descendants 3 also. Oh, that's on the list? Yeah. I pulled Descendants out of the, the deep, dark abyss of my brain uh-huh. and it's on tim's list i wish i could have met tim i know you'd, you'd love tim he's, I, uh, I do love tim he's very bald and very gay is he mm-hmm. i'm bald he's like a gay moby is he yeah does he not have the he doesn't have the beard he has a beard right oh, now does he he doesn't that, always but does he, he have glasses 
He used to. He got Did, laser. Okay, here's the thing. I have this. Uh, this is the truth, and nobody is able to prove me wrong. Uh-huh. There's something about being uh, bald, glasses, and beard, and we all look exactly the same. You, Dude, I I understand. Yeah, because brown hair and glasses and boobs, we all look the same. <laughs> There was a dude. So at- those three, those three things. There's just there's there's certain groups of three traits where all of a sudden you're yeah you're just one of the group, one of the many. Absolutely. Yeah. And what it really is is that the human brain avoids complexity. Uh yeah. But what it feels like is that nerdy hipster chicks are like their own race because white <laughs> dudes can't tell us apart. Well, I, as a as a guy with a shaved head, a beard, and glasses, I'll meet other men with shaved head beard and glasses Mm -hmm. and i'll go we are indistinguishable even though i can take a step back and go we look nothing alike we look nothing alike but then i also go but right now we're the same person we're a mirror of each other and it's stupid but yeah it's just the simplification well did i tell you this story about how there was a guy in college that would come up to me every day at work and talk to me like we were friends. Like I worked in the financial aid office and uh-huh. he would just like come up when we weren't busy and like chit chat with me. And I had never met this dude. And yeah. so I was like a little rude to him okay. to, to like give him the hint that he was being yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he'd be like, how's your day? And I'd be like, fine. Uh-huh. And one day he comes up and talks to me. And he's like, Hey, did you do the homework? <laughs> and I was like, dude, what homework? And he's like, you know, for Johnson's class. And I'm like, I'm not in Johnson's class, dude. Uh-huh. And I see like the real- realization dawn on his face. <laughs> that you're the wrong. That I'm the wrong bespectacled brown hair girl. person with boobs. Mm-hmm. And he like <laughs> went, oh, sorry. And walked away. Wow. Wow. But, but that went on for like two months. Hmm. Two months. This guy thought I was a person. I wasn't. Yeah. And Even I, though you were like being crunchy towards him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the funny part is that in my mind, I met a weird guy. And in his mind, he met like Dr. Jekyll. Right. He met, right. He right. met a girl Why who was so nice in class me? yeah. and mean at work. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's super weird. That's awesome. Wait, that was in college? That was in Where'd college. Where'd you go to college? SUU. Okay. Yep. Down in the South. Gotcha. Down at the, the Stanford of the West. Uh, but yeah. So Descendants <laughs> No three, one calls it that. No one, no, just okay, me. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> good, I was going, I've never heard that before in my I, life. I call it that. The Stanford, you, the Stanford of St. George. The Stanford and that, of It's Senior like, City. yes, it's that's exactly what, there's no higher, uh, there's no more uh, uh, well-respected Institute of Higher Learning in St. George. No, it's true. Than SU, so it is the Stanford of St. George. Well, it's in Cedar City, but yeah. Oh, it's in, oh, is that where? What am I thinking? Dixie. You think of Dixie. I'm thinking Dixie. But my that's how though, highly I think of SUU. Yeah. I don't even remember which one it is. <laughs> that was our slogan. It was SUU. At least we're not Dixie. Yeah. Uh, right. And here I am uh, confusing the two. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, to, sorry to take a crap on all the money you spent for college. <laughs> it was fine. My friend once referred to it as the third biggest party school in the area. And I was like, dude, <laughs> there's three schools in yeah. the area. Right. <laughs> like, what, wait, what are the schools? SUU? SUU, Dixie. Dixie. And then in my close to my hometown, there was CEU, which is now USU oh. Eastern. Oh, that, well, that's, wait, that's Price. Isn't that in Price? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. But Centra- that's the only, like... Central, wait. South of the Pace and Dixon line. Those are the only colleges. <laughs> Nice. 
That's what my aunt always called it. I like it. Your aunt is hilarious. She is funny. Why isn't Hi, she Chris. with us on this podcast? What's up, Chris? I don't know. She lives in like Vernal. Oh. She's got to drive here from Vernal. I drove here from Orem. It's oh, about the same it's not distance. Vernal, though. <laughs> Vernal's, you know. Yeah. All, all out there with its ways. It anyway, is. Hades, all this list says is Hades in Descendants 3. Oh, so I guess that's the news. Hades will be in Descendants 3. Oh, okay. Uh, I guess Hades will have a child. Cool. Hopefully Sweet. we get to meet Persephone. Uh, the Kim Possible live action movie came out this week. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, Kim Possible, that's a quality That's a quality television program. That's a, That's what I've heard. But there's a live action musical? Live action movie. I a don't movie. think it's a musical. And it, but yeah. They just cool. came out with a live action remake of Kim Possible. D- Disney can make anything a musical. Yeah. But Kim Possible was that was that was one that my kids watched. Yeah, it was and a good was show. A, it was a good show. That was yeah. on when I was like in high school. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of like I I was barely too old for it when yeah. it kind of came out. Yeah, but yeah, also uh, <laughs> Bare, sad. barely too old for it. I was barely says, too old. Says the adult woman with a <laughs> with a young adult fiction podcast. I know. See, this is the weird thing. I wasn't into any of this shit when I was a teen. Uh, right. But as an right, adult, right. it's so fun yeah 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 <laughs> totally no i get it i'm with you i can, can I, I had this thought on my way up here uh-huh Ju- no one would ever say jules verne was a young adult author no i don't but think so i read jules verne when i was in eighth grade and loved it yeah and it's like it really young adult fiction is just whatever jk rowling made it into <laughs> as yeah, a genre it's where it's like no everybody likes this and it don't be too cool for it. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is like there wasn't really young adult fiction in the same way until there was until there was J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. And before that, yeah, we were all just sitting around. You found Jules Verne. That's when I that's kind of when I found H.G. Wells. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna yeah. read the Time Machine. Yeah, yeah. Woo-hoo. And it's but again, it's like that was just literature. Mm-hmm. You know, liter- literature that wasn't written at a level that an eighth grader could, that it was impossible for an eighth grader to, yeah. to crack into it. So, yeah, go read Treasure Island, kids. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I love me some Treasure Island. Right. I don't know why nobody adapts it good, but hey. Uh, <laughs> but that's what, but that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like it, literature is literature. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you're, and if you can read it and it's good, it's good. And that's, yeah. that's all. That's all I have to say about that. Well, podcast solved. We'll see you next Sweet. week, everybody. <laughs> this is the final episode, though, right? This is the final episode. Just... Greg solved YA. We're I did going it again. Home. I solve stuff all the time. <laughs> now I'm going to go make that ghost podcast I was working on. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, last piece of news. Uh, so I guess one of the guys who did the voice for... Uh, we talked about it on this show. We talked about... Um, my Hero Academia, one of the American actors that did the voice uh, was accused of sexual harassment or some kind of sexual mm-hmm. misconduct, uh, which was bad enough. Mm-hmm. But then one of his supporters on Twitter uh, made a SWAT call on one of his, uh, not one of his accusers, but one of his critics. Oh. And uh, they, a SWAT team was sent to their house. Wow. So that is the saddest news ever. Yeah. And with that, we have nothing left to news. And this was, what would you call it? Yeah, yeah. Your newsies, you losies. Your newsies, you losies. Good stuff. All right, so. 
Yes. Uh, Children of Blood and Bone yeah. is what now, we're talking about. Before we get too far, when you start the podcast, you come in with quite the accent. Hello! I do. Yes. And then it goes away pretty quickly. Yeah. So no accents. For, you just, you're, you get, it's you get just the that one, one part. Just that one part. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All it right. sounds better with the theme song. And then once the theme song's gone, it stops sounding good. And I quit doing it. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> so, is... so if I just break into a random accent, it's too oh, late. Yeah, I no. missed my chance, really. No, no, no. It's completely oh, kosh. We nice. do all sorts of weird voices on this Perfect. show. This is so funny because, like, I forget, um, I, f- I forget when we have guests who haven't heard the show that, like, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> to, like, to come in and go, hello, hello welcome, welcome to the podcast. It's like, wait a second. I know you, Dory. You don't talk like that. But it is. Well, I do on the podcast. <laughs> this is podcast, Dory. Yes, we have well, quite a like, lovely cup of tea. Well, it's funny because we know each other from stand-up comedy, yeah. and it's so funny because not everybody. I think it's I think it's becoming less and less common for this to be. But there are some people who have. Well, okay, and this is me saying it too. There's some people who have like their comedy voice uh-huh. that they have. And like I said, says the guy who yells nonstop <laughs> when he's on stage, but not in real life. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's so the part of me was going. Does Dory have a podcast voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, and it'll be like this for the entire show. <laughs> Children for, of blood and bone. Just for that one, just for that one part. I, be- <laughs> I turn into like the the guy from Simpsons. It's like hello. <laughs> Wait, which one? You know, the guy who's like, I had a staroo. Oh, I think so. Is he the guy who works at their gimbals? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Ew. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Why do you talk like that? I had a staroo. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. So no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be British the whole time. But at, at different points, I will get more or less British as the occasion may warrant. Perfect. Perfect. But yeah, so Children of Blood and Bone. You actually are the one who told me that this book existed. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, a book I didn't know existed. We should do that. And since it has, it is about a black protagonist, let's do it for Black History Month. Perfect. Makes sense. Well, and it's, I mean, if, if right off the bat, go in there. Interesting book because I think every, in this world, everyone's black. Yeah. That I mean, as far as I could tell from my reading, it's a, so... It's interesting because it's it's written by a black author, and I I don't know how to pronounce her name. I I don't either. Tomi Adayemi. Yeah, I'd say Adayemi is the right way. That's how I would guess. But I'd say Tommy. It looks like Tommy. You said Tommy. Oh yeah. And here's a problem with it. Okay, so uh, one of the problems I have with this book too is that well not a problem just yeah. one of the one of the interesting things about this book is that the author Tommy Tommy whatever she however you pronounce her name she makes up tons of words oh, in yeah. her book and I have no idea how to pronounce them out loud and my daughter recommended this book to me yeah. and whenever we talk about it I'll say like even one of the one of the main characters name is spelled I N A N and I say it's uh Mm-hmm. and she says it's Inan, and mm-hmm. I go, um, okay, I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's a authoritative backing for you to, to, to yeah. like talk smack about how I say Ainen. <laughs> it's Ainen. How did you think? What did you think? I I actually got the audio book. Oh, so I I was surprised when I does looked the up. does the author 
do the audiobook? Uh, the author doesn't. It's a okay. it's a narrator called Bonnie Turpin. And does she talk like this the <laughs> entire time? No, but she does a West African sort of Ivory oh, okay. Coast amalgamation type accent. Okay. And uh, Bonnie Turpin actually did the audiobook for the last book we did, um, The Hate You Give. So she's she's all over. She's the Scott Brick of of YA teen <laughs> fiction with black male pro- with black female protagonists. Nice. Um, I don't actually, I don't know. I, I have some qualms with some of Bonnie Turpin's delivery, but that's just dumb actor bullshit. Wait, and Bonnie Turpin's the one that did this one? She did the narration for it for Audible, yeah. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, um, I... But see, did she, does the author, do they come in and give a pronunciation guide? Um, I'm sure they probably I would do assume so, especially with this, because it'd be like, how do you say these words? And you go, let's ask the author. Oh, yeah. So like, you're probably right. How did they say the name then? In the in the audiobook, she said Inon for that character. Okay. How and do they say diviners? Is it diviners or diviners or how do they say that? She said diviners. Diviners. But okay. then when I looked, like I was surprised when I looked it up and all the words have like all these umlauts. Yeah. And like different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like non-English. Which which when you're because I did not listen things. to the audiobook. I read I read the the actual physical book mm-hmm. like a grown-up and <laughs> like a sucker <laughs> and, but, but all those all those different like strange like little markings over the different letters mm-hmm. I, I, it just makes you then totally second guess this like it's not it's it can't be diviners because that's how you'd pronounce it without the strange markings yeah so but yeah it was all oh and i've got a, one thing i don't know yeah i'm assuming that we're spoiling this entire book for people. Oh yeah, spoilers. Okay. There okay. will be spoilers. Uh, I Spoiler assume alert. that. Spoilers ahead. I I was like going. I don't. I don't know what to. How far to go? Yeah, we almost always get spoily up in here. Yeah, I kind of go. How do you talk about a book? Yeah. Without spoiling the crap out of it. Yeah, I like to think that this podcast is either for people who are curious but won't read the thing right. or have read the thing and want to listen to dorks talk about okay. it. <laughs> so nice. I'm down with that. I've only had a few people be like, oh, I heard you talk about that and now I need right. to go see it. Which, okay, and that's why, uh, so, and then like you said that I mentioned this book and you were like, I didn't know that book existed. Yeah. I, I, you and I had talked, this was months ago, we talked yeah. about the possibility of me doing your podcast and now my dreams have come true and I'm here. Woo. And I told my daughter, I'm like, oh, and I have a friend, she does a podcast about young adult fiction and it's like, what book, she, because I think you asked me what book, you know, yeah. what books I might be interested in doing and I go, and, and that's the funny thing, in, in like normal life, I don't hardly read anything, I read tons of nonfiction all the time, uh-huh. but I don't read much fiction at all. So I was like, what, what should I? And, and, and my daughter was like, let me get back to you. And a couple nice. days later, she brings us, she says, this is the book you're doing. And she, and my daughter, she's a, she's a bibliophile to the hundredth degree. And she, yeah. So that's why I'm a, I feel like I'm becoming the, by being here, I'm unlocking more keys to being a good parent. Is cause, cause, well, but but seriously, it's fun to, I didn't realize, because this is the first book she recommended mm-hmm. to me, and I read it, and I go, I just, why didn't I realize this before, that this is the way that I can bond with my daughter, who freaking loves books. So I read this, she thought it was the coolest thing, she kept, like, she'd see me reading it, and she'd, she'd go, Dad, you don't know how happy it makes me that you're reading <laughs> 
that book. And then the funniest yeah. thing is right after I go, what's next? And she, she recommended the hate you give. And so I, mm. I, that was the book I read right after this one. So, and yeah, it's nice. been great. So reading can bring families together. Do it. Parents, read the stuff your kids are reading. Yeah, ask your kid. If only so you can make fun of them for it. What book do you want me to read? Mm-hmm. I made my mom read Harry Potter when Did I was you? in high school. Yeah. Nice. I Harry Potter, so again, with my daughter, she because mm-hmm. she loves Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And this and I you'll probably kick me out of this. I've I haven't read a single Harry Potter book in my life, but I've told my daughter Harry the Harry Potter series that's part of that that's in my cancer library it's a cancer book in my cancer library when you get cancer you'll when read it. i get cancer i'm gonna be bored because i won't be able to do anything else <laughs> so, I'm, so i'm like i'm compiling i'm compiling a list of books and movies mm-hmm. that i'm saving till when i have cancer and i can and i just have to just kill a it bunch is. of time no pun intended <laughs> so it is a huge time investment harry potter and mm-hmm. that's why like well, I, I've wound up listening to a lot of YA fiction on Audible because I have a job that is kind of boring, but you have to listen to something that is not too interesting or not too uninteresting. Uh-huh. And so yeah. YA fantasy is just about perfect. Good. Right on. I, I tried listening to um, A Brief History of Time oh my gosh. on an audio book so on, on a drive to and from Vegas and by and eventually and, and I'm so damn stubborn. That I never turned it off, even though eventually all it was was just this guy with a British accent, just blah, 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 blah on my speakers. I go, I have no idea. I'm 100% lost. have mm-hmm. no clue what's it, because it was just too, too dense, too technical to pick up yeah. on an audio book. So I hear you. There's kind of a sweet spot for, for audio books. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I found the, the perfect books at work are... YA fantasy series is celebrity memoirs uh-huh. and any like historical books that are not like that are not textbooks basically your father's day books your truman's okay. your john adams's uh-huh. okay your, yeah 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 your devils in the white cities is right right funny uh celebrity memoirs that's my favorite i love i love comedian memoirs that's my favorite mm. My favorite book. Comedian memoirs are the best because they're funny. They know yeah. how to write funny. Well, and the crazy thing is, like, I love Rodney Dangerfield put mm. one out before he passed away. I wasn't big on his comedy. Loved his book. Same with George George Carlin's Hit and Miss. Some yeah. I, I went and saw him live right near the end of his life. Not a good concert. Some of his older stuff that you can get on YouTube, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, his book loved it it was unreal so it's it's funny that's like it doesn't even even necessarily have to be a comedian that's like that's my guy mm-hmm. but the the memoirs can still be pretty dang great it's true so. the, the best comedian memoir that i've well it's really the only one is uh john cleese's autobiography oh no kidding yeah nice it's so fun and he does the audiobook uh-huh and every once in a while, he'll be telling a story from his book and like crack himself up uh-huh. and start laughing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> nice. comedy grandpa. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll have to get that one. That's it's good. Yeah. It's called So Anyway. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, I listen to this on audio as I do with everything, which mm-hmm. is probably not the best way to experience this because there's a lot of perspective shifting. Tons. Almost a confusing amount. Yeah. And so, especially if you're on audio and so you're not looking at the page where it says like, right. this is who's talking. If you, yeah, if you miss it. No, that's, that's totally for that. I'd be, yeah. Cause there's three different, 
three isn't it just three i think it's yeah Zelly. oh again i I don't know how how did they pronounce her name in the book they said zaley zaley and Mm then amari i Uh think that was pretty straightforward and Ainan. Yeah. Inan. 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 So, but though, but though, I think those are only three. So it was first person. It was first person. It was written in first person present tense. Yeah. But it would switch around who the first person was. Yeah. And I got, I would get particularly confused when it would bop back and forth between the two women. Cause I'd, yeah. I'd have, I'd have to go, wait, what? And I go, oh shoot, that's right. It's the other, it's the other girl's perspective. Or like at times when it'll be it'll even be two characters in the same scene mm-hmm. and the chapter break will come and then and it they'll will switch pick up from the other yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly. And that's really, uh, that was rough. It's one and, of my, and yeah, and if you're doing an audio book, you can't flip back to the first page of the chapter. Cause they, mm-mm. cause in the book, they don't have chapter titles. They're, they're numbered, but it says who's, who, whose perspective it is at uh-huh. the beginning of each. So, you, so if you forget, you can, you just flip back and go, Oh, right. It's Zaley. Yeah, so. well, and and the funny thing too is a lot of audiobooks when they have different perspectives like that will hire different narrators oh, to do each one. That would be cool, but not this, on this one, one did not. Yeah, that would so be a cool all, way to do it. Yeah, that would solve the problem. Well, that's how like uh, all the Ender's Games books are that way. Oh, okay. And so whenever and they're actually third person limited. Okay. But whenever they switch to a different to follow uh, a different character, there's a different actor. Okay. Gotcha. But gotcha. yeah, which would have been helpful. And it yeah, wasn't. It so would have been helpful. Yeah, thanks, I can thanks see. Thanks a crapload, Audible. Yeah, thanks, Audible. Jeez. <laughs> can I get a discount on my monthly subscription? No. <laughs> well, this... You screwed me, <laughs> Audible. Gosh. Damn it, Audible. Why can't I just I'm gonna... <laughs> return this crappy version of Howard's End you sold I'm gonna, me? I'm going to th- th- slam this virtual audiobook against the wall. <laughs> Did you hear it? I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with my mind. Shut up. Um, I downloaded it onto a USB port and threw it across mm-hmm. the wall. Um, so with the idea that this is a a book that's populated with black characters, but mm-hmm. the entire world is black. Um, one of the things that I thought about that, and I don't know, it might there might have been even something from the note from the author at some point in here. But I do, I've got to assume that's, because that's one of the things that that you hear, because you and I being middle class white folks, mm-hmm. we don't get to tap into the world of how what it's like to be an African American. Right. But from what I, from, you know, different things that I've read and heard and seen is that one of the things that's difficult is you can, it's so, it's so common, it's almost like we don't even realize that how many books, movies, whatever, are, are populated entirely with a cast of just white people with zero yeah. color at all. And so I, I, I kind of wonder how how that would be if you, if for, for a black reader to read this, if it'd be like, oh, if, if they just like sink into it and go, oh, this is so comfortable because it's it, the entire world is, is like me. Yeah. Whereas I think we take that for granted so often. And even when we're reading, if there's no mention of what someone's race is mentally, I'm sure we just populate it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. With just a bunch of white people. And so here being with that, I kind of wonder if that's a, you know, we don't have anyone to ask. I know. It's just you and I. I need more black friends. Mm hmm. Uh, if you're you black call- and you want to be friends with me, call this number. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not putting out my number, but yeah, I, I love oh, I've, to. I've got it. Do you want me to? This is kind of, no, no, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is kind of like in that tolkien tradition of making up, like, like I got the feeling this book took place in it, a kind of Middle Earth. 
Okay. But instead of a Middle yeah. Earth based on European mythology, it's based on African mythology. Right. Right. And that's that's kind of cool, and it's kind of a continu- a great continuation of that tradition because Tolkien's whole deal was. Why doesn't England have its own mythology? Well, I'm uh, going to write the mythology. Uh, and so much of African mythology has been lost. Okay. Especially in, in Western culture that I love the idea of, of Tomi, Tomi Adeyami going back and saying like, well, I'm going to write the fantasy world for this generation. Right. And it, and it works really well. Yeah. It's a really, her, her world building is awesome. Mm-hmm. The magic systems are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The spirituality element, I really liked. I, I thought the spirituality element was really interesting mm-hmm. because the because the default throughout this book is that there are gods and there is magic. Mm-hmm. But the but the non magic people in the story, they th- like they're very intentionally trying to propagate. There are no gods. There is no magic. Mm-hmm. That whole thing or, or the, I guess with magic. There's not any magic anymore, and maybe the gods all, but they, but no, yeah. they they very specifically say that like in the palace because the the world is ruled by the, isn't it the Kassadin that they called non magic people? Yeah. So it's yeah. So the Kassadin they they they're the the ruling class of the, or at least the ruling class is all Kassadin. They they yeah. and it's like in the palace everyone knows there are no gods, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like they're they're definitely trying to, trying to. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, it's to cool. keep the, to keep God down. To keep to keep God down. To keep the magic people down. And mm-hmm. it's really in line with, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm again. I'm not. I, I'm not the guy who sh- who is best fit to talk about this. Obviously, like I'm just some little white girl from Utah. Uh, uh, but I did study history. I have a degree mm-hmm. in it, so I feel like I have a okay. degree in math. So let's Woo! go, let's go, <laughs> and like, accounting. I feel like it's yeah. okay for me to say that. Like I, I read this book a lot as like it's the way the way all fantasy is. It's very allegorical of Black history. Like one mm. of the big tragedies of the slave trade was the loss of tribal religions, mm. and that was sort of pieced back together with worship of folk saints and um, mixtures of religions like Golda. And, uh, that's not how you say that. Gullah. That's what it's called. It's called Gullah and okay. Santeria and that kind of thing. And that's very much what happens in this book is that a, a sort of hyper-secular government comes to power and decides to basically genocidally wipe out all of the magic users mm-hmm. and those that are left are kept from using their magic by a special element that suppresses magic powers, a sort of like metal that they can make uh, chains that bind magic users. And um, after a while, magic just stops working. Mm-hmm. And these kids, um, very much like Avatar The Last Airbender, I thought, discover that if they can get these magic artifacts and do a ritual they can bring magic back to the world Uh but with that comes the question well but then does it just start does the cycle start again right can we just give magic to people without having some kind of organization in place right well because that's that was that was my well that was my reading of the book was that 
uh, well, and he, it's right at the very beginning. There's the so the 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 main protagonist is Zay, how do you say Zaley? Zaley is Z- how the Zaley. Narrator okay, says, yeah. so Zaley's the main the main protagonist. She's she's in kind of this dojo where she's secretly being trained by Mama Agba, mm-hmm. who is you know who's who's kind of the Yoda of the story. Yeah. The story. And uh, and so Mama Agba does a, does more for the readers than for the people. She's really talking to in the story but kind of gives the history mm-hmm. and that that there was you know there's people with magic and without magic and the people with magic in invariably started to abuse the power and then uh, the people without magic were resentful and then what what i read in here was that one day and that's what Ma, i think that's what mama agba says one day magic was around and the next day it just wasn't and so the the people who the the more powerful people without magic were like oh this is our chance and they that's when the genocide happened yeah and that's and that's when people who because you you could see who was supposed to have magic powers because they had white hair uh-huh. and these people and and around the age 13 is when they'd figure out what kind of magic they had and there was like 10 different types of magic or something like that yeah and uh but yeah they just stopped getting their powers when they turn 13 and the, yeah and those they were the ultra repressed like people in in the oh, oppressed people in this whole book is the the, the diviners, yeah, diviners who who were supposed to get their powers when 13 and they weren't but you could see who they were because they had the white hair and they were like the you know the untouchables i guess of yeah. the of the and it's and it's interesting too you'll have families that have like one diviner in the whole family mm-hmm. and their their family is part of the lower class too but the magic people are even at the bottom rung of that yeah and there's a lot in the book too about like light lightness and darkness of skin Mm -hmm. how like even Mm -hmm. even in this world where there are no white people in the book except maybe that one guy was rowan white i don't know that's so funny that you bring the the guy who who got him to across the yeah the mercenary guy the mercenary that's so funny you bring that up because when i was thinking about that that there's no that there's all black people to populate that i thought the same thing and i wonder if he just had white well yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I, don't know, I didn't double check it. The narrator read him with like a Russian accent, oh, so okay. I wondered if he was like from whatever, whatever the Europe allegory is of this right. of this oh, Middle Earth type. Right, world. and they did talk about that. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That there was those. It was almost like there was other continents. Yeah. That people could come from. Maybe that was it. So, so she read him with a Russian. Yeah. You'll be traveling very poorly across water with me. Yeah. You <laughs> and hey, he was, I'm, he going, was a, I'm going to hit on you the whole right. time we do this. I know it's you have boyfriend, but let's kill uh, some people. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll wait in lines. We'll have potatoes. It'll be it'll be great. You and me, borscht. Borscht, <laughs> good soil, good beets. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I I think that what might be the one white guy. But even in this in this world where the main character like she kind of stops when she meets this pickpocket who might be white because she's never seen a person from wherever he's from. Yeah. And even in this world, the, the lighter skinned people are the Mm. more fancier people because they're Mm. the ones that can afford to stay inside all day or to like Mm. wear fancy clothes and do makeup and whatever. And that was really, that was really interesting to me because that's a, a very real thing as well. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, I thought in my in my take for the book the most interesting character, even though I didn't like him, was 
Inan. Mm-hmm. So he so so the three main characters. There's Zelly, who's she's a she's a diviner, mm-hmm. and she gets her powers because mm-hmm. she because t- they found a scroll, magic scroll, and yeah. and if you touch the scroll and you were supposed to have magic powers, that would like awaken them, even though magic's been dead for a long, long time, it hasn't been around. Yeah. So she through this series of events, she touches the scroll, she gets her powers back, uh, and then and yeah, I mean how. There's so much. There's so much to the plot of this book. It we could spend hours just really explaining does. the story. Yeah. yeah, but but I uh, Anon mm-hmm. is the son of the king, and the king. What's his name? Sauron. Saran. Yeah, Saran or something. Saran, like, that. like the rap. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. Well, that's how the narrator said it. I is don't it, know. Yeah. I think it's spelled like Saran, <laughs> Saran rap too. Rap, yeah. I think it is. So. I, or it could have been that like. In Tomi's mind, it was Saran, and then someone's like, "That sounds like Sauron." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "We'll say Saran." <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, uh, so he and he's horrible. So he's mm-hmm. the king. He doesn't have magic powers, and he's just he's just about power. He because like he had his ch- his children, yeah. Amari, who is becomes one of the main protagonists, and Inan. He had them fight each other, and didn't mm-hmm. didn't Inan like like cut. Yeah, Mari's back and she's got a huge yeah she's got a huge scar or something like that but anyways Inan also touches the scroll he's supposed to be like the next in line for the throne but turns mm-hmm. out oh no he's magic and his dad all his dad wants to do is wipe magic out from the world forever he's and magic and he's got the coolest kind of magic do you think it was the coolest <laughs> yeah I thought it was weird psychic magic he was that okay the coolest. because okay so here's the thing so if if uh, if the name Sauron sounds too much like Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> so they go with Saran. It was also kind of weird to me that like the psychic connection because mm-hmm. Inan and Zeli could like they could meet up in this like dreamscape. Yeah. And, and so much when I think of, it wasn't exactly the same, but in the in the most recent Star Wars movie. Yeah. With, with Kylo Ren the and Ray. Connection. They could yeah they could talk to each other. Even though they weren't around, that's what I kept thinking about was that whole thing. That happens in Vampire Academy too. Does it? There's a character that can show up in other people's dreams okay. and communicate with them that yeah. way. Like it must be a thing that that teens fantasize about. It's I, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could talk in our right. dreams? Well, and it's weird too because I guess the the connection with Kylo Ren and Ray is also like Ray. She's the female. She's the good guy. Kylo Ren's male. He's the bad guy. Mm. But there's also this kind of like this romantic sexual, sexual tension that's going on and it's the same and obviously well i guess not obviously if you haven't read the book but the same thing happens between inan and zaley yeah so the first time inan and zaley looked at each other in the book i was like oh they're gonna stop yeah, oh yeah <laughs> there's those those two are gonna stop yeah, later you, you just you're <laughs> it's coming yeah when she's like something electric passed between us i was like oh. it was sex hormones Sex hormones, gotcha. I thought it was magic. I was like, nope, that's horniness. That's horniness. And then later well, I was like, horniness is kind of magic. It's kind of magic. There's some magic there. Was, yeah, later I was like, oh, it's magic. <laughs> oh, I was like, why is she horny for this one dude she only saw once? Oh, because magic. Because magic, <laughs> right. But yeah, which I don't know. I thought, like, like, speaking of the romance element in the book, this has one of my favorite YA tropes, falling in love with each other's siblings. Oh yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Which is always fun. Is that a is that a common thing in young adult fiction? Oh, uh, 
but kind of. It's yeah. it's kind of like a lot of young adult books are kind of like Shakespeare comedies, how everyone winds up with their perfect uh, match at the end. Okay, yeah. And that's very much where I thought this was going, but it kind of takes a turn at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, because Inan is such a... His character's so crazy mm-hmm. throughout this because he's... Cause, because I never figured him out. Yeah. Like the whole time, like even after I was done with the book, I'm like going, was he, what? Because he kept changing, which yeah. was cool. But he, then he is like, he changed back. And then you go, was he ever, was it all, how much of it, it which is so funny. Because, yeah, because his, because like at the, for the first half of the book, like he's almost chanting to him. Every time it's in from his perspective, he's yeah. like, "Kill the girl, kill magic, kill the girl, kill magic." Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Be, please, my father. That's what he's trying to do. He wants to please dad, so he's going to kill the girl, and that'll kill magic forever. That kind of thing. And then, and then, do you? I don't even remember. I tried to find it. Uh, I don't remember what made him change to where he's like, "No, wait a second. Well, I think it was a point when he was fighting Zaley and they have this yeah. like psychic exchange where he reads all of her memories of like oh. her mother dying. Oh, yes. And magic getting taken away. And, and that's when he realizes like, oh, my dad's a genocidal maniac. And we're the assholes. Can we say, can we swear on your podcast? Yeah, we can swear. Yay. <laughs> so he says, we're the assholes. We're the effing assholes. How bad can we swear on them? It, um, you can you can say f words, but I'll bleep them. Okay. Everything else is fine. Okay. My mom listens to this though, so I do bleep the f words. Okay. But um. What's your mom's name? My mom's name is Gwen. You're welcome, Gwen. <laughs> She'll appreciate that. But yeah, that was his character. I think they were going for complexity. Uh huh. But it came off as wishy washiness. I thought his, like his motivations were interesting. But his execution was not great. Okay, which okay, here's what I got from that whole thing. You because you were like, I I felt like they were go- same thing going for complexity. I think what they found was maybe too real of a character. Oh, where really? then I just didn't like him because I go, oh, that's like me. Where I go, oh, I'm a horrible person. Maybe I should be better. And then no, I think it, yeah. <laughs> and it goes back to my whole jadedness about humanity, where it's like people really can't change. And and yeah. and by the end, it's kind of like yeah, he kind of didn't, or maybe. Well, well, yeah, that's the thing is like he goes at at the beginning. I knew he was gonna turn good. Okay. Because he has like you know because you're part of his internal monologue mm-hmm. that he is decent that he doesn't like the brutality right. of his father. Yeah. That he doesn't want to kill his own sister. Mm-hmm. And he's he's different from his dad in these crucial ways. And I was like, all right, redemption arc. Mm-hmm. But then he gets redeemed like halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. Which means before the end, you got to have one more turn. Yeah. Which feels like I can never nail down why the turn back happened. Because it felt on some level like maybe, maybe he was just trying to survive long enough right. to come up with another plan. But also maybe... From some of his inner monologue, it also seemed like maybe he just changed his mind again. Like right. Well, I think I think that was part of it, though. I think that was pretty intentional because he started seeing firsthand not just with his own powers, but also I think if I'm and again I might be remembering wrong, but it, mm-hmm. when they were in that settlement with all the diviners mm-hmm. and they got there was the burners, yeah, and the, and the burners, which which again that reminded oh shoot, it's like firebenders. What <laughs> or it there was a. Gosh darn it! There was a movie that just came out uh, this last year where there's people who had different powers and the kids, 
I can't even remember, but one of one of the things. Miss Peregrine's orphans no, or whatever. No, it was it was like a dystopian future where they were trying to kill all the kids, and you could be different colors. They like ranked them by colors. Oh, is it that YouTube thing that's like the cl- the class or something? I don't. I can't remember. I but it was it was a movie. It was like a like a theatrical release movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the sun. And anyways, one of the things that you could be is basically a burner too, where you had this this power of fire, and they were like terrifying uh-huh. really and same with this where and i and so i think he saw oh the i think he may be kind of like you just alluded to where it's it's like there's cycles where it's like yeah. you go so the if you have magic you you're powerful and if you have power you're corrupted uh-huh. and then you then you have to be purged because you're corrupted and then but then you end up being the oppressed, so you have to be redeemed, and there's just a cycle. So I think my take was that Inan was like, oh, wait, this is... There's no way that people without magic are ever going to trust people with magic. Yeah. So the world will be better off if there's no magic. And so let's just let it let it die. And then because of me and my, lo- my true love with Zele, we can form this new utopian society where there's, you know, where everybody's equal and gets a fair shake yeah which is bull crap well i'm like i don't know i know it's kind of bull crap but it's the kind of bull crap that can happen in fantasy oh, right so right I right really, well you want it to happen everybody I, wants it to yeah. happen yeah and i really wanted him to i really wanted him to either turn at the end and be on the good side right. or maybe he's just playing for time and he had a long-term plan uh-huh. but then he kind of gets deus ex machina out of the book uh-huh like right well how did he because he died right yeah didn't it didn't did his dad kill him i can't see that's the thing i finished this book a couple months ago so there's pieces that i'm missing well with with just with my memory of it so his dad killed him yeah at the very end a bad thing where i didn't think i was gonna finish listening to it in time so i went on wikipedia and read it and on wikipedia Mm. it was very perfunctory like and he tries to save his dad with magic and his dad Mm. sees that he has magic and kills him right and then amari kills the dad and then yep. Zay sacrifices herself, and then yeah. So like, right. the ending, I I do need to go back and listen to the ending mm-hmm. and see if it feels better when it's fleshed out. Right, rather but than just just the seeing, cliff notes, yeah. yeah. But here, but seeing the plotting spark of notes, it, spark notes. Is that what the kids use these days? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm gonna say spark notes. I, cliff notes is real old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't been in high school for a long time. Me so. neither. I don't remember, but <laughs> I'll have to ask my niece what all the kids are doing. But yeah, it, it felt it, like just hearing the plotting of it to me felt like it, I, I I can't imagine that ending not being not feeling kind of rushed and kind of unearned. Huh. Like I didn't I don't know when I read it, I didn't feel like it was rushed and unearned. I thought it was I because I felt like, you know, you build up to the climactic moment and then things unfold the way they do it was a little bit surprising i think mm-hmm. that you know like you said that's like because uh, that was again that that just shrouds inan in kind of this mystery again where it's like was he a good guy was he a bad guy did he change did he not he ended up dying in the end and he but he was just he was a slave to wanting to please his dad to the very end because like you said yeah. he tried to save his dad using his magic and it's like that that turned his dad against him 
uh yeah so it's just oh, you so know and it's again, supposed to be like an ironic greek tragedy type thing yeah or like i said there's part of it with all with the way that unfolded it's almost just too real where it's like you get you know no one no good deed goes unpunished is yeah. kind of a, a whole thing there although the one thing that's not i mean i i the one thing that seemed very not real to me was just how purely evil the de- saran was saran yeah was because he because he didn't he did he wasn't he wasn't like um what's the bad guy in the in the last avengers movie the big purple dude oh thanos thanos he was because like because like thanos he's like he's like going oh no we need to wipe out half of everyone because because either everyone's life's gonna all these people's life's gonna suck but if you get rid of half of them the other half that's here they'll have a good life so it's either Mm -hmm. everyone sucks or half the people have so it's like he had even though it's you know a horrible you know it it doesn't it doesn't work out logically or ethically he at least had this sort of you know that and he thought he had an ethos right exactly and and even if you i mean if you want to go back into the avengers even loki when he's like you get (laughs) you guys you don't do good with freedom you do better when somebody tells you how to live your life so i'm doing you a favor at least loki's a fascist right (laughs) <laughs> so but but that was the thing i mean he thought he was doing the right thing he thought people would be better off with him mm-hmm. being in in charge with this guy he's just like it's just power he just he's the whole time he's which i think is a little one-dimensional but he served a yeah. purpose for the for the book too well it's also a little bit true like that's and you kind of liked it when his daughter killed him yeah so yeah, I can, which yeah, it's kind of hard to that. make it where where people are like, yeah, his daughter, especially being a dad with a daughter, going, yeah, yeah his daughter just him. murdered Wait. him. <laughs> oh, my daughter told me to read this book. Is there a message? <laughs> <laughs> Were you trying to tell me something, Kylie? Her message is, don't kill my best friend and servant right. in front of my face, and don't make my bro, don't make, don't make me fight my brother. Yeah, don't make my brother stab me. That's like some Borgia shit right there. Hmm. but yeah i don't know i kind of i kind of find that I, I find that more believable about dictators like the more we learn about hitler the more we're like oh he was just some asshole like mm-hmm. he didn't know what he was doing mm-hmm. but he had people around him that he could kind of manipulate and get yeah. them to do stuff and i think saran i don't know they tried to give saran kind of a, a revenge thing where his first family oh, he was married once before right and his family was killed by magic users. Yeah, that's right. There was some kind of war, and his his family were casualties to that. Yeah, I and so him that. getting rid of magic is also like an act of revenge, right? Which never gets very much sympathy from me, to be honest. Right. But it is like that's also, I guess, a reality of prejudice that you know, on occasion when things get heated, it's mm. easy to blame a group of people for the actions of a few people. Right. Right, right. Yeah, no, I hear that. So, I mean, that's how, I don't know, I, not, I, I, you hear of, I've read about, like, a lot of the tribal back and forth that was in Papua New Guinea, mm-hmm. and it, and, and all, and that, you know, even, made, made even more scintillating because the, in their past, there was a lot of uh, cannibalism as well mm-hmm. that happened there, but it was, it was very much revenge where it's like, oh, you guys, you know, you 
the, the somebody you know it's 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 very much these stories where somebody accidentally killed somebody somebody in your tribe accidentally killed somebody in my tribe but you kill them so now we've got to take revenge on you mm-hmm. and then we really do take so we really kill some and then you go what uh, what and then it's revenge back and forth forever and it's it's eternal dick measuring eternal. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's really what it is because it's like if we let you give us shit then mm-hmm. you'll never stop giving us shit. So we got to give mm-hmm. you shit back. But then that means right. you got to give us shit back. Right. <laughs> right. And it's just and it's justified mm-hmm. back and forth. How political do you want me to get here? I feel like that's our politics right now, too, yeah. where it's like it's like, you know, everything that the right hated about Obama. Now that, you know, it's like he did too many, too many uh, executive orders and stuff. And now and I was like, oh, our guy's making it because okay you did when it. we because, do it. Cause you, well, or it's like yeah. you did it first. So we're so it's OK. We did it. And we, we did it even we did it the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And then and then, you know, with the uh, emergency powers and stuff and then you go okay so now going back when the power shifts back then all of a sudden it's like you guys used emergency power so now we're gonna use super emergency powers so i got superpowers from emergency i can fly yep super emergency powers are Um, like just being real good at cpr yes (laughs) i can just being the best one at cpr that (laughs) would be an emergency superpower i don't have to sing staying alive during my chest compressions Oh, I forgot they have you do that. You can't mm. tell, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That does work. I'm going to remember that next time I have to do CPR. Staying alive. Staying stay alive. alive. Uh, uh, compression. Uh, compression. Uh, compression. Uh, Staying stay alive. alive. Yeah. Huh. Next time. Have you ever had to give CPR? I haven't had to give it, but I've had to certify in it. Yeah. Because I, I work in the hospital. Too. So they make, oh, okay. us, they make us learn. I, I, yeah, I've been certified before, but for no good reason. I have never had to do it in real no. life. Did, at one point, okay, so how many times have you taken the CPR class? Twice. Twice? I have to do it every other year, I think. So you've only taken it twice in your whole life? Well, not my whole life, but for this job, yeah. For this job. I, we used to do it at girls' camp and stuff. Yeah, 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 because I, cause I remember I, I, I got certified through, and then, like, it's been forever since I've been certified, but the very, like, whatever the last time was that I took the class, they told me, they're like, oh, when you're doing your chest compressions, you're going to dislocate yeah. ribs from the sternum, and it's going to sound like cracking or popping, yeah. and I'm going, nobody told me that. Ever. If I did one chest compression, or <laughs> like that, I go i just killed this guy i they were i was trying to save them and i and i'd stop immediately it's like that's, you gotta tell somebody that's what i said yeah. I w- we were doing it on a dummy and they're like wait they're like you're not pushing hard enough wait till you hear the click yeah and i was like the click they're like yeah and in real life you'll hear, hear a crack and i was like wait what yeah and they're like oh yeah you're gonna break the sternum yeah and i was like isn't that gonna hurt them and they're like they're already dead yeah they're like if you're giving cpr that person is medically dead yeah so whatever you do to them after that is not worse than them being right. dead so go nuts and i was yeah. like god no <laughs> i know I, well that's so funny that they said because i remember them saying if you're on the sternum wrong you're gonna break the tip of the sternum which is gonna hurt them worse yeah but if you're where you're supposed to be stomach. you're dislocating ribs which sounds like like yep like cracking and and yeah after being certified for you know, off and on for probably 10 or so years, I was going, now you're telling me, and I'm like, I'm glad I never had to use this because I would have done one compression and been, nope, sorry, I'm making it worse. You're, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> so. I, I know, like I'm, and I'm, I'm a small person, like I'm very short. 
and not very strong. And so, like, I don't think it would be effective on anyone bigger than me. Uh, and I'd be terrified to do it on, like, someone smaller, like Oh, a kid. yeah. Oh, yeah. Infant like, CPR, that's creepy. I don't know. Infant yeah. CPR, I could maybe do. I'm, I'm, I'm large and very strong. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do all the time is break children's toys accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and that's where I go. That's why I'd be like, if I if I felt like I was breaking your chest when your heart's not beating, I go, this is just like that time I tried to tune that toddler's toy guitar and snapped the neck. And it's like, again, I can yeah. never win. Somebody else do this. No good deed goes unpunished. Nope. You just try to save your dad with magic and he murders you. And he you. murders you just like trying to give CPR. He goes all sorts of Denethor on your ass. <laughs> Denethor. Denethor, son of Ecthelion. I know. That's how his dad was. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, uh, I don't know if this is the kind of thing that young Dory would have been into. I wasn't mm-hmm. big into fantasy, though, when I was little. Mm. I like that it exists, though. I yeah. like um, I like this girl-centric hero's journey mm-hmm. in a world with no white people, which is awesome. It reminds me a lot of Last Airbender, to mm-hmm. be honest. And um, the world needs more things like Last Airbender. So good job, Tomi Arayami. Yeah. I hope yeah. I didn't say your name wrong. Mm-hmm. Is she a listener? Mm, yeah, she's a big fan. Good. Yeah, she loved our Twilight Omnibus. Good. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of my final thoughts. You got any final thoughts, Greg? Uh, my final thoughts is uh, I would just loop back to one of my opening thoughts. It was awesome to read a book that my daughter thought was great. I I could totally see why my daughter was down. It'd be interesting. I, I assume another trope in because not being super well versed in YA fiction mm-hmm. um, is is the is if you have a female a female protagonist who is a badass and like a sucker for doing the right thing even if it goes against her her own self-interest yeah. and I go I that my that's why my daughter loved this book Cause was that's because that's her because well because that's that's that is who that that is her to a pretty good but especially that's who she really she wants to be that person she wants to be a badass but also you know moral and and altruistic to the point where she's she, where she'll it'll be conscious it'll be conscious out of going this isn't in my best interest but i gotta do it because it's the right thing to do yeah. and it's like i mean but and really you know that's that's who she wants to be really don't we all want to be that too we want to be a badass who who would use their badassness to help people who need help even if it's gonna maybe not because that was one thing she kept yeah. kind of her brother uh would get frustrated with her all the time because it's like you keep screwing me and you keep screwing our family because you're out there trying to be trying to save everybody, trying to save everybody, but it. except us, and then we have to suffer the consequences. Yeah. But but again, I think that's you know that's why I know that's why my daughter loved this book is because of because of that. Yeah. So who she sees herself and who she who she wants to that's 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 the character she wants to be. And and not a bad thing. For a girl to to aspire no. to, I'm pr- no. I'm so proud of her that that's what she, that's what she, uh, you know, identifies with and clicks into. I think it's great. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm tearing up a little bit in my left eye, just the left one. Just the left one. That's the one that's allergic to 
that's the that's whatever's in here spiders that's the one that loves oh oh because it's on the same side as your heart yeah (laughs) (laughs) right it's closer to my heart the blood flow makes it tear up a little faster than the right eye but yeah so good good job YA, ya writers keep keep on keeping on except you stephanie meyer but hey maybe your next series will be good yeah I still yeah. I still like you. You're probably a nice lady. All right. Um, well, that's about it for this week. Greg, do you have any shows coming up you want to plug? Uh, I do. I've got um, Comedy Church. has been on hiatus for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, Comedy Church. It's coming back, coming back to life for a limited five-show run starting March 10th. We're going to be at Wise Guys now instead of Keys on Main. Nice. And so it'll be every other weekend starting March 10th. Uh, except we're not going to do a show that uh, every other week because it's on Sundays uh-huh. and uh, it, that hits us right on Easter. And it's so funny because it's kind of because <laughs> Comedy Church is like it's a it's a show that the the like target audience is people who used to be religious but aren't so much anymore. Uh-huh. But uh, but even that I kind of go, I don't know if I'm going to go to whole people, a whole lot of people out on Easter. Yeah. So because people will go to their families. Right. Or they have school off. Yeah. Yeah, so so we're gonna like I said, and then I get too busy during the summer to keep mm-hmm. that kind of schedule going. So so the spring, and we had to start late because I really want to do it at Wise Guys, but he had just coincidentally he he like didn't do any shows on Sundays in the fall, mm-hmm. but then there was three shows that he had all on Sundays that <laughs> all lined up with the with the weekends that I'd need to do these ones. So we're starting a little late, but yeah, we're gonna do. Going to do five starting uh, March 10th. So you can go on Wise Days. It's not on their calendar yet. It should be this week. Cool. So, yeah. So it should be fun. $5 to get in. A lot of good stuff. It's not a hater on religion kind of show, but it explores religion and what life's like after religion and lots of jokes. Fun. So go check out Comedy Church. You also have an Instagram account for Comedy Church, right? I do, yeah. I think my Insta- I think the Instagram account is Comedy Church SLC because Comedy Church was already taken. Um, but then yeah, Twitter Comedy Church on Facebook. Yeah, I try to be when when the shows are there's not it's it, everything on there's still from last fall uh, right now. But we're gonna start ramping up the social media because we're getting ready to start start the new season. Sweet. Like- and and it's kind of fun. Last time we did we're doing themed shows this time too. Nice. So we're gonna have like. A sh- we're gonna have like a sex show and a drugs show <laughs> and and i and i'm trying to do one show where it's it's all because because i have i generally have three comics on they do some material and then after that i interview them just about mm-hmm. what basically what their life has been with religion and, and where that is and where it is now and how it's changed and so one of the shows that we're going to do in this group of five is going to be one where it's all uh, Mormon comics who are doing it and just talking to them about Mormonism and how they maintain that while doing comedy and just living in the world. So I'm excited about that show too. It should be, awesome. should be a lot of fun. So also current Mormons. Yeah. Just yeah. Mormons. People who are nice. still Mormon who are still in it to win it, but breaking the Sabbath to be on my show. <laughs> so. <laughs> I know I had to turn down a couple Sunday night showcases cause I was like, Oh, I want to make Jesus cry. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Comedy Church, like, follow, and subscribe. Yeah. Go check it out at Wise Guys, Sundays from March 10th until not Easter. And Well, until May, actually, until because May. we're just skipping Except Easter. Except Easter. Yeah. yeah, so March, April, May, but not on whatever Sunday Easter falls on. Sweet. 
And uh, as always, you can catch me probably at, um, what do you call that thing I do? Laughing Stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Improv. Doing doing that improv thing. It'll be on Instagram. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, you can follow the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee at JDRC Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We are also on Facebook as the Judgment Day Refreshment Committee. Our website is JDRC. JDRCpodcast.podbean.com You can email us at jdrcpodcast at gmail.com That's all of our social meds and um, since Tim is here I guess we won't have him do his sign off He's not here He said since Tim is here but he's not here Oh, he's always on my mind He's here in spirit He's here in spirit Okay, since Tim's only here in spirit we won't have him do his (laughs) sign off um, so I'll just say thanks everybody for listening and remember we won't judge you but we will bring the jello salad to your trial. <laughs>